The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You chose to take a journey down a long and dangerous trail Chose to serve your country and we know you served us well But now you're back and it's our duty to keep you safe and warm Shake your hand and welcome you back home with open arms We're America, your family, a land of liberty We're thankful for your sacrifice, your fight to keep us free We are America and we truly do You're the backbone of our nation Thanks to you, we're living free We're a quilt of many colors And we breathe red, white, and blue We're America, your country And America wants you It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition. Your hosts are Gary Ray and Ted Griffin, Jr. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here are your hosts, Gary and Ted. Good morning and welcome to our show today. I think we'll just have to fire Ted. He never, he never shows up. Just a reminder, just a reminder, American Heroes Network is not only a voice for our veterans, but also a voice for their families and caregivers. I'm Gary Ray, along with my favorite radio personality, Linda Crater, President and CEO for VeteranCaregiver.com. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Gary Ray. I was thinking I had to change my name to Ted. <laughs> well, I thought that for a couple of times too. <laughs> well, he's gone. <laughs> well, anyway, to, you know, again, how was your weekend, Linda? It was terrific. We have wonderful, wonderful weather and get a lot done. So it was wonderful. Good. Thank you. Good. I'm glad. Well, today's episode is about Homer's heroes. Daniel Morgan, the founder and president, is a veteran. When he came home, he was not the same person. He was irritable angry, distant. His wife Marjorie convinced him to go to the VA hospital and get checked out. They diagnosed him with PTSD and gave him a prescription they said would help. Around the same time, he found one of his best friends, a German shepherd named Homer. Daniel started spending time with Homer, training him, and discovered that this helped him keep the PTSD symptoms under control. It was here that the idea of starting an organization that helps veterans by using dogs began taking form. Today, their reach is nationwide, and they have gained the support of many people and organizations that believe that a dog's love and friendship can ease the pain and suffering of many of our veterans. I'd like to welcome Daniel and Marjorie Morgan, 
And again, if we listen very closely, we might hear a word or two from Homer. Daniel and Marjorie, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Hi, thanks for having us. Yes, thanks for having us. All right. Linda, how would you like to start off this interview? Well, what intrigued me after talking to Daniel and Marjorie is that we all know that combat makes uh, a difference in everyone's lives who participate and their families. And also, any disabilities that may occur afterward takes these previously independent men and women and makes them, just by the nature of the disabilities, more dependent and often less confident. So one thing that I've seen firsthand that service and companion dogs can bring is returning some of that freedom, increase the self-confidence, and bring back independence. And I think that um, that's exactly what we'd like to talk about today. So if they can just start off, I'd love to hear how you um, began with dog training, I believe you told me, and take it to where you'd like it to go someday. Well, I, I started training dogs really whenever I was a child. I mean, I've, I've always had dogs. I've always been around dogs. Um, I, when, when I got back from Afghanistan, uh, as my second deployment and, uh, you know, I got Homer, you know, I realized that, I mean, Homer's going to be a big dog. He's a German shepherd. I, I'm, I need to train him a little bit mm-hmm. and, uh, really started asking a lot of questions of friends of mine who train, who, who train dogs and have been around dogs as well. And uh, I found a, a training academy that trains trainers local to where I'm at. And uh, I went up there and uh, got certified as a, uh, as a dog trainer. And, you know, I've been doing it pretty much ever since. I mean, that's, that, that's my life. That's what I do. I work with dogs. Um, like Gary said in the, uh, in the initial, like, uh, the contact that I made in, with you the first? Well, in, in the uh, introduction today, um, you know, I've, I've really started working with Homer a lot and uh, really started working, you know, training him to, you know, hold stuff on his nose and really training him to, you know, sit, stay, you know, basic commands and really found that working with him and being with him you know, this made my life better. You know, I was less irritable. You know, I was less distant. I I was able to engage in, you know, normal everyday tasks a little bit more than I was able to, uh, uh, beforehand. And during when, when I was attending this school, um, there's a, a lady who's also attending with me that she trained service dogs specifically for children with, with, mental handicaps, autism, uh, things like that. And, uh, you know, talking with her, you know, she said that she really sees a lot of veterans that, you know, come to her and are looking for a service dog. And, you know, service dogs are a little bit more expensive. And she said that the thing that really bothered her about it is the VA isn't paying for, uh, psychiatric service dogs specifically Mm -hmm. for PTSD or depression and uh, things associated with, you know, injuries of the mind, um, injuries of the brain. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that really got me to thinking, you know, about what can I do to pass on what my dog has done for me to other veterans that are in a similar situation. And that's kind of where Homer's Heroes was born. 
Um, you know, I started talking a little bit more with my wife about it. And, uh, I mean, she can tell you that she noticed a remarkable difference in me between when I started training or before I started training Homer and afterward. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Huge difference. Just in his attitude and just in how, you know, our relationship changed. And, I mean, it, it was it was a 180. You know, they had prescribed him medication that turned him into a zombie. And so when he started talking about training and I mean, I remember when we got Homer, I wasn't even at the house. I was at my parents that weekend and he texted me and was like, can I get a German shepherd? I was like, well, okay, I guess. And so he come, I I come home and we have this little bitty apartment and I see this 10 week old puppy and I'm like, he's huge. There's no way he's going to be able to live in this little, it's like 840 square foot apartment. So that's when he started um, training Homer, and Homer caught on so quickly. And, and that's when I started really to see a change in him. And I thought, you know, that's when we started talking, and it was like the best medicine for him really has been his relationship with this dog. Not his relationship with me, his relationship with this dog. <laughs> Well, the relationship with you has helped out a whole lot too. Okay, well that's good. He's got to say well that. A lot of people listening, right? Well, don't don't forget about Homer's loving side. He's, he is a ninety-pound lap dog, right? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big dog. He tries to be. All right. So one of the things I think maybe people are confused about. I know that it's difficult to explain at the VA sometimes with their rules, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But can you explain to our listeners the difference between a service dog and a companion dog, both of which have uses for veterans? But if you could explain the difference so it's a little better understood. Okay. The, there, there's a, an act, I guess, is the best way to, to call it, that Congress passed. It's called the Americans with Disabilities Act. And what that does, it has a section that specifically determines the guidelines for service dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference between a service dog and companion dog, a service dog can go with you anywhere. Okay. okay. Um, and basically what it, the, the only place it can't go is like a, sur- a sterile surgical room. Um, but a service dog is a dog that is trained to do specific things to help a person in their daily life and help a person try to make their daily life normal. For example, uh, someone with diabetes, okay, who has trouble regulating their blood sugar. Well, they can have a service dog that's specifically trained to alert when their blood sugar gets too high or too low. Um, you know, someone who is a double amputee, okay, they, they have no – they. They're wheelchair bound. Um, you can train a service dog to help help them get around, help them uh, pick up items that have been dropped, or help them open doors, turn on and off lights. Um, and specifically, people with PTSD. Um, one of the big things that that I've experienced is uh, zoning out, and you know, having the the quote unquote thousand yard stare. Um, you know, we can train a dog to alert to that, to recognize that, and to pull that person back down into reality. Um, that's a, specifically what a service dog is. They have they have 
specific goals that and specific tasks that they do for the person to help their daily life. A companion dog, on the other hand, a companion dog is also trained, and it can also help with a person's daily life. But a companion dog doesn't have the same uh, permissions that a service dog has. Mm -hmm. A companion dog typically stays in the house. A companion dog will go where dogs are allowed, but, you know, the person – they they don't they don't have they don't go everywhere with the person, um, and they there aren't they aren't going to be as trained as a as, as a service dog is going to be. That's a great explanation because I think that one of the other things that I'm sure you can address too is that having the dog also gave you a new mission. You had something to take care of, something that mattered, and then as you began training. I imagine that became even more acute in terms of taking your attention away from the things that perhaps were troubling you more before. Is that correct? Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, I mean, working with Homer, it's one of the things that I had trouble with whenever I came home is having a having a goal and following through. Um, when I started training Homer and really working with Homer. Uh, you know, it, it gave me a goal. It gave me something that I really wanted to do, and I was excited about it. Um, and that having that kind of focus and having that, you know, that other living being, you know, the dog with you that you you are mm-hmm. you are responsible for you, you know, you're responsible for its well-being. You're responsible for its, you know, its training. You're responsible for, you know, making sure it has a good life, and that. That really helps change focus from, you know, what am I doing? You know, I, I wish I was back in, I wish I was back in Iraq or I wish I was back in Afghanistan. Things were so much easier. Uh, you know, it did help take that focus from going back to a combat zone or wishing you could go back to a combat zone to having, you know, having having something else to look forward to every day. Um, Makes perfect you know, sense. I I think the biggest thing um, is that it changed his focus from being inward to being outward. And I think most of us can probably say, you know, when we take the attention off of ourselves and we start investing in something else, whether it be a child or um, a relationship or, you know, or the dog or anything like that, I think it, it does, it changes you. You're not just living for you. You're living for something or someone else. And it adds a lot of value to your life, I think. I think that's Absolutely. beautifully said. That's true. Now, Marjorie, what do you, what's your, uh, do you help train the, the dogs also? I, you know, uh, not really. <laughs> um, I, I did a lot of, uh, the initial housebreaking, um, and things like that. But Daniel is the expert. Daniel is the one you want training your dog, not me. Um, I love my dogs, but no, I don't actually do any, um, any of the official training. We have three of our own. Um, and you know, I've worked with them, but Daniel's a master at it. He can get a dog to do something in 15 minutes that it would probably take me a day and a half to get it to do. So he's a dog whisperer. <laughs> I would definitely, I would definitely put him in that category. I mean, it's really incredible. I mean, with the, fr- I remember he taught Homer how to, um, 
balance a treat on his nose in and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. It was about fifteen minutes of him just telling him to, you know, leave it, leave it Homer and the dog was balancing it on his nose, throwing it up in the air and then catching it. <laughs> and wow. I would just have gotten so frustrated with that. I would not have had patience, you know. So he's fantastic. And to see him following through with this is huge for me as his wife. It's just amazing because like he said before, he lost focus so many times with things. And then when he found Homer, he found a goal, something outside of himself. So I am so proud, so proud of him. All right. Well, it's that time. It's time for that break. Be sure to check out our mobile sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. I had the opportunity to meet Josh, the owner, a very family-orientated man that believes his family-run business can and will save you money with his merchant services. Give Josh a call at 407 401 0772 or visit their website at www.firstclassms.com. I'm Gary Ray along with Linda Crater and our guests Daniel and Marjorie. You're listening to the American Heroes Network and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join your hosts Gary Ray and Ted Griffin Jr. as they show what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, health and wellness, business, sports, green talk, power up motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High definition, premier quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. You. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. Uh, Linda, during that break, you were mentioning about uh, the VA admitting dogs, and that was a good question that we came up with, that you came up with. Um, you want to. Well, there are some. Um, often there's confusion in such a large bureaucracy such mm-hmm. as the VA, there's often some confusion over. What is a service dog? Uh, what training does a dog have to have before it is allowed into the VA? And um, Daniel or Marjorie, maybe you could take that question on. I'll let you have okay. that one, Daniel. Since All right. You're the trainer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, 
the the VA does allow service dogs into their facilities. Um, I have I have spoken with uh, you know several people at the Atlanta VA, which is local to me, the Atlanta VA Medical Center, and uh, the the big thing that they're running into is they're running into people who are bringing their dogs in on a you know using a string as a leash and calling it their service dog which you know that dog very well may help them you know i i don't know i I haven't met these people before you know but i mean these dogs are you know barking at people growling at people which is absolutely uncalled for i mean that's that's not how a service dog behaves Mm -hmm. um you know one of the things that they're really concerned about is you know having these people bringing these dogs in and then having the, the dog bite somebody or you know having the dog you know just take off running loose in the VA you know that's that's the kind of that's the kind of behavior with with service dogs and in and people bringing their own dogs and calling them service dogs that's really hurting organizations that you know organizations like Homer's Heroes that you know will provide these dogs at little to no cost to the veterans you know 100% trained reliable dogs that mm-hmm. you know want nothing more than just to help these people out it's it's interesting when i've gone to VAs and there are service dogs in the area it seems to come the entire group of people mm-hmm. there there seems to be just a different atmosphere around an animal and I, I think that that aspect is interesting because it extends the value of the dog beyond just the one person that it's there to help and to work for. And I think people do really respect dogs that are, in quotes, working and, and know the rules. Um, do you have a lot of people asking questions when you take your dog to the VA? Uh, I, it's been a while since I've, I've been to the VA, um, and I haven't taken Homer with me. Uh, whenever I went because he wasn't trained yet. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't at the point where I, I wanted to take him everywhere. Um, but, you know, the, the, the reactions that I've, that I've heard of from, from people who have service dogs is uh, just, it, it, it's mixed. Um, dogs are very wonderful animals and they're, they're amazing. I just, I, I can't get over how amazing they are. A well-trained dog that is relaxed and peaceful can can really change the mood of a mm-hmm. uh, of a of a room full of people. Exactly. Um, dogs have been dogs have been shown to you know lower blood pressure. Um, they've been shown to help the survival of you know patients with with heart problems. Um, you know those 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 types of dogs are specifically therapy dogs, which were also uh, starting to train as well. Um, we've been a- we've actually been asked by a uh, a local hospice group um, to start training service dogs for them, um, which is a really cool opportunity. And we'll I'll talk to you a little bit more about that here in a minute. Um, but just the 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 power and the effect of a dog that that a dog has on on anybody really you know is just it's it's amazing. You know I mean. Oh. You can see it visibly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, you just see smiles on people's faces. You know, I mean, anybody. It doesn't matter if you're a kid or you're, you know, a grandparent. It's a, a dog can absolutely change your outlook on, change your outlook on life and and change your mood in an instant. 
mm-hmm. know, I have to mention, we, we took Homer, we, he does take Homer places. Um, yes. he hasn't taken him to the VA, but he, in his training, he has taken him places. And we did an event, um, called September Saturdays here locally, uh, in Douglasville. And, um, we, we did an event with, uh, some friends of ours and we took Homer and the response was unreal. People were coming up to the booth that we shared and they were saying, is this the dog that everyone's talking about? And we, we got pictures of Homer licking the faces of little kids and it just, it changes. You know, you take two perfect strangers that would never have met but you bring a dog into the picture and it draws them both to the dog. And so it opens up a lot of connections just to have relationships with people. And so, I mean, a dog really does change the atmosphere. Just to get back to, you know, the point that you were making, Linda, it can change the entire atmosphere. And well, in our opinion, the, the world of a veteran. It can change well, their life. Well, I agree, and PTSD especially can often fracture relationships. So yes. what you're saying is that not only does it help the veteran, but it can often have a huge effect positively on the family. Yes. Absolutely. <clears throat> Daniel, where do you get the dogs from, and how do you select them? Well, we there are organizations that get dogs. They breed their own dogs. Um what we try to do is we try to pull these dogs from local shelters and rescue groups, um, you know, who, who already have these dogs and they have these dogs available. Um, so we try to find these dogs from these groups and, and adopt them. So these dogs are rescues. Um, you know, we, we think that there are a whole lot of dogs out there that are in shelters, in rescue groups that would make outstanding service dogs. Um, so we, we, we do not have a breeding program. We don't breed our own, our own lines. We, uh, we specifically focus on rescue groups and shelters. Um, in order to, as far as the selection process goes, um, a service dog or a companion dog needs to, needs to be smart. I mean, for, for lack of a better way to put it, um, you know, they have to have a, a certain level of trainability, um, you know, not all dogs, not all dogs meet that, meet that requirement. Um, we have a specific, I have a specific test that I go and I'll, I'll test the dog to, uh, to kind of see what kind of response we're going to get from the dog. Um, you know, a couple of the things that we look for, we look for a good temperament. We look for a dog that is, you know, relaxed, uh, a dog that's not going to be overly hyper, um, which those dogs are, are great dogs to train to do other things. They just, you, you want a service dog that is relaxed and a dog, uh, you want a dog that's going to be able to, you know, hang out in a group of people and not get stressed out. Um, you know, and these, these are some of the things that during the training process we expose the dogs to. Um, you know, we expose the dogs to crowds. We expose the dogs to, you know, walking down a sidewalk beside a busy, uh, busy road. Um, you know, we expose them to different scenarios and different, uh, different scenery, different, you know, different textures on their feet, like cement, asphalt, grass, tile. Um, 
because these are things that the the service dog, when it's with its veteran, is going to encounter on a daily basis, um, depending on what the veteran, depending on what the veteran does and where he goes. So we want to have these dogs prepared to basically prepared for prepared for anything as much as we can. Um, but that's yeah that, that that's how we that's where we get our dogs from. Um, we we get them from shelters and rescues. Um, does like breed, I said, you, does breed ahead. make does breed make a uh, is a condition as far as um, the type of dog it is? No, it, it doesn't. We we I'm I'm partial to German Shepherds. I love them. I think they're great dogs. Um, but typically, the, the the most common breeds that are used are are your you know, German Shepherds, Retrievers, Labs, dogs like that. Um, but I have seen some wonderfully trained uh, pit bulls, for example, mm-hmm. who are great service dogs. If you if they pass the test and everything, pit bulls can make great service dogs. And plus, they're the manly dogs that that veterans like sometimes. Um, they're also you know, very and, strong. Which, yes, they depending are. Depending on what the needs are, might be advantageous. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And super loyal. Yes. Yes, they are. They're wonderful dogs. And it's yeah. unfortunate that pit bulls have uh, gained uh, a poor reputation because it really is, uh, and at Homer's Heroes, we definitely believe that it really is how you raise the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're great. You know, I, I can honestly tell you I've never met a pit bull that I didn't like and that didn't like me. So... You know, that's one thing at Homer's Heroes. We're trying to, we're trying to also fight that, um, that poor reputation that they have because they're really amazing dogs and they could be very loyal, like you said, companions to a veteran. They are, they can be incredible dogs. I, I know of two that are service dogs in our local area where they do need, uh, they're, they're wanted for their strength because of the disability of the two veterans that they are, um, helping, serving. So I'm glad that you have that openness because certain states are not making it easy right now. Mm-hmm. But um, you're right. It's how they're trained and how they're treated in so many ways. You talk about the training of them. How long does it take? It, it depends. Um, it, it can be anywhere from, you know, six months to a year. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it it's really dependent on what the veteran wants the dog to do, um, and and depends on the, the the disability that the veteran has. Um, you know, all of our dogs go through a basic obedience course. Um, all of our dogs go through advanced obedience, which includes off leash work, uh, which is good just in case the dog was to get off leash, you'd be able to recall it. Um, and then from there, after we after we go through the basic obedience training and the advanced obedience training, we really start to get into what the what the dog is going to do for the veteran. So, you know, it, if if the veteran just needs the dog to you know turn on and off lights, open a door, or you know carry groceries, for example, then the training can be a little bit shorter. Um, but if the dog need if the veteran needs the dog to alert to you know high or low blood sugar levels. Or, uh, you know, they need it to, yeah, well, seizures, and I'll get into that a little bit more after the break. Um, but, you know, seizures are, are a big thing as well. And it's, like I said, it's just really dependent on 
the task that that the, the veteran wants the dog to do. Boy, someone's watching the time. Thanks, Daniel. I know. <laughs> it's time. It is time for that break. To learn more about the American Heroes Network, go to our mobile site. We can also listen to all the shows right from your phone. Go to hero.ub1, that's the number one, .co. By the way, if you missed this live show, if you have questions for our guests or us, email it to American Heroes Network at gmail.com, and we'll get it into the right hands for the response. We'll be right back with our guests, Daniel and Marjorie, oops, and Homer. Uh, you're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join your hosts Gary Ray and Ted Griffin Jr. as they show what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. Uh, there's a big, we keep forgetting. How can our listeners contact you, uh, and get involved in helping? Well, they can go to our website. It's www.homersheroes.org. That's H-O-M-E-R-S-H-E-R-O-E-S.org. And, you know, just browse our website. Uh, there's a link to, link on what we, what we need as far as donations. And, you know, there's also, we also have a donate button. They can donate through PayPal. Um, or they can contact us. Our, our contact information is all on the website. Um, you can either call my, me or, uh, Marjorie, or you can, uh, email us as well through the website. All right. All right. Again, you're talking about, uh, donations. How much does it, what's the average cost for training a dog and get them ready? It really depends. Um, like I was saying earlier, you know, it depends on what, exactly the veteran wants the dog to do um you know it can it can cost anywhere between five thousand to approximately thirty five thousand dollars to uh take these dogs and train them and have them to where they're absolutely 100 percent reliable are dobermans easy to train i have never trained doberman before um but 
uh, one of the things that I that I tell people who ask, you know, about different breeds is, mm-hmm. you know, if you can find something that motivates a dog, be it a treat or a toy, you can train that dog to pretty much do anything you want it to do. Oh, so that's the magic. It, it, it is. You just have to find what motivates that dog. And if you can get them really excited about it and then get them motivated to do what it takes to get that treat, then you can train them to do whatever you want them to do. Um, now you, you, I guess one of yours, uh, training, uh, your wife was mentioning earlier was putting a treat on, t- on the nose? Yes. Okay. Now Definitely. you do train that would... the dogs, but what is the training a veteran needs to go through to be matched with a dog? What's a good fit? What, what do you look for? Well, the, the veterans start out by, by contacting us and what we do is we, you know, the veteran will tell us, hey, this is why I need a service dog. Um, you know, I've, I've been to my doctor. They, they said that, you know, a service dog may benefit me. Um, and what they do is they fill out our, our application. And uh, our application is kind of long. Um, but what it's set up to do is it's set up to give us a really accurate picture of what the veteran needs and what the veteran looks for. And... Uh, and what I we have, do from there, oh, go ahead, sweetheart. I was going to say, I have to also add, too, that if um, we've experienced a veteran or the family of a veteran contacting us and uh, the family wanted a uh, medical alert dog for this veteran, but the veteran was not... 100% committed. And we have to we have to put it out there that if the veteran is not going to be 100% involved and committed, it won't work. They Great have point. to be in, they have to be involved. And I you know, the family was concerned and they wanted this, you know, this loved one uh to have a medical alert dog, but I knew when we spoke with the veteran and when we had a meeting, this veteran was not was not sold on the idea. And they they have to be because it is a huge commitment. They have to be involved with training. And, you know, I mean, you're either in or you're out when it comes to being involved. You you can't do it halfway. Um, you need to be that way for you also to have the bonding experience with the dog. So I just had to say that, you know, the veteran needs to be 100% sure that this is what they want and what they need. You know, it's it's funny. In my experience, the vet wants the dog, but the family says, oh, my goodness, how can I take on one more task? What do you reply to them? Daniel, do you want to take that or do you want me to? I'll go ahead. Um, really, the where the healing starts is with the veteran. The family mm-hmm. can't force the veteran to get better or to help with their, their PTSD symptoms or to help, you know, help them strike out on their own, you know, if, if they have mobility issues. Um, so what, what I would tell the families is, you know, I know that you guys have a lot to do with with the veteran already um, due to his, his or her disability. But if this is something that they want and they feel as though it's going to give them some of their independence back, then... I would tell the family to support that, um, you know, help them, help them get, help them get to that point where they're independent. And if that requires a dog, then, then help them achieve that goal, help them achieve that goal of using that dog to gain their independence. Um, but if it's, I mean, if it's, 
if it requires them to do other things like physical therapy or, you know, prosthetics or something like that, then, you know, push them, help push them towards that goal of becoming more independent. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be with a service dog. I mean, it can be with anything, but family support is one of the biggest things that helps a veteran get from where they're at to becoming more like themselves. That's wonderfully said, and that is exactly the experience that some of these families have said. They, they at first were concerned, but once the dog came into their lives, they wished they had done it sooner. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. the independence is the key thing that you mentioned there. I wish we had gotten Homer sooner, to be honest yeah. with you. Because, yeah. and and just to be completely open about this, I mean, Daniel and I struggled. Just just so everyone who's listening can know, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to be the loved one of a veteran with PTSD or other injuries. And so to have this dog come into our life, by the time Homer came around and, and I saw Daniel transforming, it, it was the same reaction. Why didn't we do this sooner? <laughs> what? You know, because I, and I hope that if there are, you know, wives, especially of um, service members and veterans listening, I think we can all relate to the feeling of, I just want my husband back. Mm-hmm. I just... I just want him to be there mentally because, you know, so many times, especially early in our dating relationship, he could be sitting next to me, but he's a thousand miles away. And Homer brought him home. He just, he, you know, he, he took him home, brought him back. And so that's, that's priceless to me. Absolutely. Now, I've read on the site, Daniel, uh, that once, as, say, a veteran uh, once and needs a dog, uh, they come on out there for, what, four, five, six weeks for training? Is that right? Uh, they they do, um, but it's not quite that long. Uh, what what we do is we have, a, uh, we have a course that's set up to basically integrate the dog and the, uh, and the veteran together to kind of give them a little bit of a, a – a foundation to stand on. Um, the the course is typically, uh, I would say, one and a half to two weeks. Okay. Um, and what they do is they come down, they come down here, and they we go over the Americans with Disabilities Act and what their rights are with a service dog. Um, we go over how to identify themselves as a service, how to, how to identify how to identify themselves as a service dog team, and uh, you know we also go over. You know, training um, because just just because the dog has left and been placed with a veteran doesn't mean training needs to stop. Um, training is something that needs to happen on a daily basis, um, especially if you're going to have a dog that's going to have a lot of interaction with the public. Um, you know, so I mean, the, the, these are just things that we go over, and uh, you know, the immediately what we do is we have them pick out a dog. And the dog goes with them to the hotel or wherever they're staying and stays with them until the end of the, uh, uh, the end of the class and then they go home with them. Um, and what that does is it really helps us figure out if that dog is going to work with them. 
That's something else. I'll tell you. What about these dogs, these animals coming back from uh, Afghanistan and Iraq? I mean, with with the uh, actually with the trainer. Uh, these are these are the service companion dogs, correct? Uh, the dogs that are coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan are they're working dogs. They are they are they're not considered uh, service dogs in the okay. in the respect that we're uh, in, in in what we do. Um, what those dogs are considered, they're military working dogs, um, and they are – these dogs are trained uh, much like police dogs are trained here. Um, you know, they're trained to detect bombs. They're trained to, you know, apprehend. Um, the, the downside to these dogs is that a lot of them are very high energy, and, you know, the type of dog that you need to be – that you need to be a, a service dog is a dog that's going to be a little bit lower energy and lower key. Um, not not to say that these dogs coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan won't make great dogs because they do um, very often make great dogs. Uh, it just it, it would take a little bit more um, as far as training and reintegrating them into the world uh, than it would for us to take a, a dog from a local rescue or shelter. All right. Why don't you give your information again where they can contact you? It's uh, www.homersheroes.org. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to go ahead with a short break right now. Uh, that way we don't have to cut the next question short. Uh, I'm Gary Ray along with Linda Crater and our guests Daniel and Marjorie. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join your hosts, Gary Ray and Ted Griffin, Jr., as they show what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. 
Welcome back. And Linda, during our break, we had you had a very good question that uh, I needed to ask. I would love to ask um, both Daniel and Marjorie, do you have any special consideration when you're selecting a dog or having the vet select the dog if they have children in their family? Uh, well, that, that's actually a really good question. Um, going back to going back to you know the families supporting the veterans, um, you know veterans with children who are also diagnosed with PTSD have you know an even more even more uh, responsibility, I guess. Um, you know, and 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 them having children, I know their children are affected by this as well. Um, having a service dog. Or, or a companion dog even in the home with them, you know, can really help bridge those gaps that maybe had mm-hmm. formed since the uh, since the, the service member had come home, had left and and come home. Um, you know, it, it can really help. It can really help with the uh, the, the family dynamic. Um, you know, rebuilding those bonds that the that the children missed having for you know eight months to a year while they're while their husband, well, not husband, but a uh, father or mother were were overseas, um, you know. So I, I think that I think that as far as special considerations, um, you know, we we definitely want to get a dog that's that's well trained. Which service dogs are going to be well trained, no, no matter how big they are. So, you know, having having worrying about you know the service dog interacting poorly with the children, you know, it's it, it, it's really something that you have to uh, you have to take on a case by case basis. Um, you know, there there are some dogs that make great service dogs, but you know, don't necessarily like it when children climb all over them. So, you know, what we'll do is we we offer a you know a thirty day kind of trial period after they leave the uh, the training uh, that we put on. So, if for any reason that the dog doesn't like being with children or doesn't get along well with, you know, another family pet. Um, We'll be more than happy to work with them and and, and get them another service dog. All right. It sounds like that doesn't happen very often, though. Good job. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. (laughs) Now, you mentioned that also being uh, nationwide. How do you go about getting an animal that's, uh, you know, Miles and miles away. Do you go there, or uh, do you somehow work together uh, as far as asking the proper questions? Or dealing well, nationwide is kind of uh, sometimes it's going to be far to get these animals correct. It, it is. Um, we are lucky to uh, be involved with uh, a couple couriers. That what they'll do is for a flat rate, they'll go pretty much anywhere and pick up a dog and bring it back. Oh. Um, you know they're very supportive. They're very good to these dogs. Um, you know they they give them they give them plenty of time out. You know they're not stuck in crates for the entire trip by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so it, it it really is a it really is a network, I guess. Um, and you know it, it, the the level of support and stuff that we received and and and. Bridging these gaps has been immense. I mean, it's it's been very humbling. Wow. You know, one of our sponsors, uh, that merchant service, uh, they deal with a lot of uh, uh, pet facilities, and uh, they're going to be working very closely with us. And I think um, 
by working with us, they're going to be linked up to you because you're going to be actually on our partner site, if that's okay with you. That's fine. Okay. Uh, of course. <laughs> okay. We're not going to say no. <laughs> right. And and hopefully uh, you, know, you can work something out. Uh, that's his first, cause when he heard about, uh, who is it, Homer's? <laughs> I couldn't think of where we were at. <laughs> Homer's, Homer's Heroes. Uh, he got excited about it and said, you, you just don't realize how many pet accounts I have. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. It will help out. It will help out. So is there any special goals for the future? Uh, We have some very big goals for the future. We don't have that much time left on on this show. Oh. Um, You know, eventually what we'd like to have is we would like to have, you know, a a plot of land where we can build a retreat. Um, Right now what we're doing is we have – we're we're building agreements with local hotels to, to house veterans for our training program. And, you know, hotels are great, but you know, the hotels don't feel like home. And, you know, what I want to be able to do is have, you know, living facilities for, for the veterans taking the course and, you know, be able to have, you know, a lake where you, they can go and they can go fishing at night or, you know, just go hang out with their wives and kids. Um, you know, kind of, I guess you can call it a, a resort. Um, but, you know, I, I want it, I want it to feel as much like home as possible mm-hmm. so they don't have you know they don't get into the uh the the hyper what what they call it hyper vigilance vigilance um, mm-hmm. right yes you know so I, I want them to be i want them to be able to come relax have a good time learn to work with their service dog and be able to be able to just get to know the dog as much as they can before they go back home mm-hmm I have to, I have to interject too that I think to, to sum it all up in, into a couple different words as far as our goal is concerned, concerned, we want to rebuild the lives of these veterans. We want to do our part in rebuilding their lives and letting them heal, letting them, you know, go back to normal, I guess. But that's really the ultimate goal is we experienced healing uh, and restoration uh, through the ownership of a dog. So why not pay that forward, really? Absolutely. You want to mention your contact information again? Of course. It's uh, www.homersheroes.com, or I'm sorry, .org. Um, And you can find our... Our phone numbers. You can also find uh, uh, an email box where you can fill out the form, and, and it sends us an email. And you can and, search for us on Facebook too. Uh, absolutely, you know, search for Homer's Heroes on Facebook and like our page, and that's what it's all about. Yep, absolutely. Now, hopefully, if we have any uh, companies uh, that like to sponsor your site uh, and your mission, um, be sure to give them a call. Oh, absolutely. Yes, right. definitely. Now, again, in this this broadcast is uh, hopefully going to bring in quite a few donations for you. And uh, again, it's you know it's it's not a cheap way uh, training dogs, uh, getting them prepared for uh, recognizing the needs of the veteran. Mm-hmm. So right. you know, they just have to understand uh, that you're there to help. Uh, you're there to provide these these pets, uh, 
it takes a lot of training. It, it does, and yes. 100% of everything donated goes towards training these dogs and placing these dogs with veterans. Um, none of it, I mean, none of it goes towards anything that is unrelated to dog training and in do- placing service dogs with veterans. Right. Um, and consider that you're giving back independence, freedom, self-confidence, and hope yes. along with the healing, and that is truly priceless. Yes. Right. And are the kennels, right, uh, you live right on the same property as the kennels, or is that we, separate? We do, we do right now, yes. All right. That's pretty cool. So, anyway, uh, it's getting very, very close to our time. Um, again, I just want to emphasize that is there anything that we didn't touch on uh, that we could cover right now in the next minute or two? Honestly, I think you guys covered everything. I mean, this has just been an incredible opportunity for us, and we are so appreciative uh, for this this opportunity to, to give us a voice. So we can't thank you enough for this. Well, thank our listeners. Our listeners oh, yes. are, are everything. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Again, uh, just contact uh, good old homersheroes.org. And uh, you have your phone numbers on there. You have your emails on there. And, again, if you miss the live show uh, and you're listening to uh, a rebroadcast or archive show, just, you know, you can still email us at the American Heroes Network.gmail.com. Um, and we'll get this, we'll get that, uh, a letter or email right to them. Okay. Uh, our show is coming to a close and I'd like to thank you, our guests, Daniel and Marjorie, for sharing our, this incredible mission and tell us about your website one more time. I know I mentioned it a couple times, but we got to, Imprinted in their minds. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's www.homersheroes.org. All right. Daniel, Marjorie, any closing words for our listeners? Uh, honestly, just that if you're out there listening and you, you feel the call to help, uh, we love you and we appreciate you uh, more than you may ever know. Even if you decide, hey, I'm going to donate $5, that helps. Everything helps. It sure so does. So we... We are humbled by about, the reaction to all this. Right. How about you, Homer? <laughs> uh, I think Homer fell asleep. Oh, oh, go, oh that's okay. He's, sitting, right. <laughs> Linda, He's laying down right beside really? me. <laughs> that's, un, that's real. That's all right. <laughs> Linda, any closing remarks? I'm just thrilled that we can bring to the audience some of these amazing nonprofits that are out there truly rebuilding lives and healing our veterans. It matters to them and their families, and it matters to the communities. So I, too, am appreciative that we have this time, Gary. All right. Again, this is Gary Ray and Linda Crater signing off, and thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. Have a great week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray and Ted Griffin Jr. again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors. We breathe red, white, and blue.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 